Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love Hi everybody, it's Pastor Nathan, and I wanted to come in here quick before we start this episode and just share a bit of an apology that this feed has gone so quiet for the last almost a month, and there's a few reasons for that, both logistical and technological. Before Christmas, we had a few episodes of Sacred Wit, as well as some Sunday mornings where we had put together some pretty visual heavy presentations and they would not have translated well to audio only and then now uh, the way that we had captured the audio via our Facebook feed isn't working for us so we're working that out we're trying to figure it out Uh, but in the meantime we may still miss a couple but we're going to try to get back into that twice a week format so uh, again I apologize but so glad that you are here would love to hear from you if you uh, have any other feedback or requests but uh, until then we'll just keep the podcast episodes coming so thanks for joining us bye-bye welcome everybody i'm pastor nathan pastor here at elk river lutheran i'm lisa sampson director of children youth and family ministry jeremy holquist intern pastor and i'm taylor quinn the director of music ministry and worship And this morning we begin this conversation about hope uh, with a scripture reading. Or actually, first the prayer of the day comes before the scripture reading. Uh, And so we'll pray together this prayer of the day, and then we'll enter into this uh, first story of this season of Epiphany, which is the baptism of our Lord. It's the baptism of Jesus from the Gospel of Mark that we'll be hearing. But uh, first, let me pull up this uh, prayer and invite you to pray with me. Oh, dear. Um, you guys want to talk about something quick? Sure. I gotta add sure. something here. <laughs> Technology is wonderful as long as you make it work for you. We are. We're enjoying seeing what your favorite winter activities are. Oh about. my gosh, yes. I, yeah, looking at mats, and I miss snowmobiling. The smell of snowmobile exhaust. Like, oh, I don't like that. It's like freshly mown grass to no. me. Or a campfire. I like quiet snowshoeing in the woods. Oh, sure. You know, like, I have yet to do it's that. It's like canoeing versus motorboating. I like oh, quiet. Oh, yeah. Are we done riffing? Yes, that was beautiful. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Well, I apologize. I was just about to put the words for the prayer of the day up, and I realized there wasn't a microphone. So we could have all said it on our own, but you would not have had uh, one of our voices leading it because it would have disappeared. So so now we can put this uh, prayer of the day, the words for this prayer up here. Uh, It's a simple prayer for hope uh, and uh, quoting scripture. Extra credit if you can think of the Bible verse that this is uh, based off of. Uh, But let us join together in this prayer of the day. God of hope, fill us with all joy and peace in believing that we may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Amen. Well, and as I said before, I got a little confused by the prayer of the day. Our scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Mark. It's the very beginning of the Gospel of Mark, and it is the baptism of Jesus. And so uh, we'll continue now uh, with that scripture reading uh, read by Dale. Dale, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dale's reading this morning. The reading comes from the first chapter of Mark, beginning with the first verse. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist. He ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved, with you I am well pleased. Here ends the reading. Well, thank you, Dale, for reading that story. As uh, We heard the, right at the beginning of the Gospel of Mark, this is what we hear, the story of Jesus being baptized, which is the story uh, of John the Baptist's ministry, which is really a ministry of uh, self-examination. That's what he was inviting people into, and that's a little bit of what uh, I'll be talking in the sermon video about here as well. So uh, we're going to continue with that, and uh, in here I'll ask a couple of questions for you to ponder and actually invite you into sharing in the comments uh, near the end of this sermon time as well. And so uh, be ready for that. Be ready to start doing a little bit of self-reflection about what we've learned about ourselves in this past year and what we've learned about God. So with that, here's the sermon. Welcome to the church season of Epiphany. Epiphany, the manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles is represented by the Magi. The festival commemorating the Epiphany on January 6th, a manifestation of a divine or supernatural being, a moment of sudden revelation or insight. Epiphanies. thought and even said I wish I had more time at home with my family and then this past year came mostly working from home distance learning lots of time with the kids but nowhere to go nothing really to do and just like I learned from eating an entire pumpkin pie one night this fall not a good idea you can have too much of a good thing as I'm recording this, Teddy is right over there working on his school-issued iPad. Say hi, Teddy. <laughs> hi. So this year I've learned a couple of things about myself. 
One, I can eat an entire pumpkin pie, but I should not ever do it again. And two, as much as I love spending time with my family, it turns out I also really love spending a little bit of time away from them as well. It really probably has been just a little bit too much time together with not too many places to go. But this time at home has really helped me to realize that I love spending time with my family too. In such a way that I know after this pandemic is over, I'm going to prioritize that time at home in a different way. This has been a year of learning. When I'm reading a story in the Bible, like this morning's story of Jesus being baptized by John the Baptist, and I want to better understand what it means, I usually start with two questions. What does this Bible passage tell me about who I am? And what does it tell me about who God is? We'll get to those questions in the scripture reading in a little bit. But as we enter this new year, I think we can also ask these same questions about 2020, including even what's happened in our country in these first few days of the new year. So as we look back, we ask, what has this past year taught me about who I am? And what has this past year taught me about who God is? Be thinking about this, because I'm going to actually ask you to drop an answer to those questions in the comments. But first, let's go to the text. Our scripture reading for today is the first 11 verses from the Gospel of Mark. And Mark starts out telling his story of the life of Jesus by actually skipping all that Christmas stuff and instead starts with these words. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Enter John the Baptist. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. The baptism John was doing out in the wilderness is different than the Christian baptism that we joyfully celebrate as a sacrament. John was simply inviting people into truth-telling, into seeing and naming a deeper reality about who they were. And a big part of that was confessing their sins. This wildly dressed, crazy guy out in the wilderness made them admit that they had some pretty major shortcomings and imperfections. And there was such a truth to that experience and to what John the Baptist was saying that people showed up. The Bible says that everyone came out to see this. Many were baptized. Some probably just looked on from a distance. But everyone admits that something really special was happening there. And then one day, Jesus shows up. John was inviting people into a deep examination and proclamation of who they were. And Jesus comes for that. He comes to be baptized. Jesus, the Son of God, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, comes alongside those imperfect, flawed people, and he gets baptized by that same water, by that same promise of forgiveness. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. So, what does this story tell me about who I am? And what does this story tell me about who God is? I see myself in the story as one of those people on the shores of the Jordan River, seduced into admitting all of my shortcomings and doing some really important self-examination. I know there's parts of me that I need to examine. And in this story, I hear God agreeing, saying, yep, you've got some things you should look at, but you are loved 
and you are forgiven. In this story, God shows up in amazing ways, like a dove descending from heaven, and as Jesus beginning his ministry, but also God shows up as the word proclaimed from the mouth of John the Baptist. And I think, I think about all the ways that God has spoken to me through great mentors and faith leaders in my life, and I'm grateful for them. And I'm grateful for all the powerful truth-tellers in my life who help me to see a bigger world. As we enter this new year, I want to invite you into a time of reflection on this year that is now behind us. 2020, in the rearview mirror. Rather than having a Sunday where we share New Year's resolutions and think about how we want to be better in 2021, which admittedly was my idea before the staff talked me out of it, instead of New Year's resolutions, we want to focus on epiphanies, revelations or insights that we've gained from this last year. So I want to ask you again to reflect on these questions. What has this past year taught me about who I am? And what has this past year taught me about who God is? I'd love for you to share your answers in the comments. Your answers may be deep and profound, huge, big epiphanies, life-changing, or they might be some funny little reflections and realizations. But share them in the comments, and we are going to discuss them around the table. What has this past year taught me about who I am? And what has this past year taught me about who God is? John the Baptist invited people out into the wilderness to examine the truth of who they were. And we're inviting you to do the same in this wilderness of the internet. 2020 was a year full of real hardships and challenges, big and small. But that does not mean that God just disappeared last year. I mean, far from it. God has been and continues to be active in our lives, bringing about growth in us and bringing about good in this world, even from the most difficult of circumstances. Thanks be to God. Amen. All right, well, questions. Questions of reflection on this past year, which... Uh, has been a, a doozy, right? Uh, it's a year certainly full of all kinds of things. So let's start there. We invite you uh, into reflecting a little bit about this past year, and uh, we'll do the same here around the table. And so those questions that I asked there are, I think, where we'll start. What has this past year taught me about who I am? What has this past year taught me about who God is? Mm -hmm. So uh, again, invite you into that conversation. would love to uh, hear your thoughts and uh, we'll do some reflecting here along with you as well. So what do you think? What have you learned this year about uh, yourself and about God? In the beginning of the pandemic, I claimed to be an introvert mm -hmm. <laughs> and I made it quite that. known. Yes. I think I'm changing I remember you were a really bit. happy about it actually. Right. I still am, yeah. kind of. But yeah, I think, I, you know, I'm kind of turning into a like an extroverted introvert, I suppose. Because my energy still does get drained by you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely get the sense that I, I do enjoy people. People are a great distraction and a source of entertainment. Yeah, I mean, there comes a point where your battery gets charged. Yes, then, very much you know, charged. You've had your introvert alone time recharging and... Yep. Well, I have to always, spend some of that energy. I've always no, no. It's good. I've always been more of an extrovert, opposite of you. And um, but I'm inter. I have that introverted side. But after ten months, I've adapted, and I'm a little afraid that when oh. it comes time to go back out, I'm going to be a little bit more hesitant about that. 
I, okay. I worry about that, actually. We're all going to be a little awkward, I think. Yeah, it's going to be weird, and <laughs> like our tolerances aren't built up. And, <laughs> and, then, well, and then you throw That's it. for me. Sorry, I'm just That's that so guy. That's so funny. Well, part of it, too, is just the whole touch thing, right? right. Like, yeah. you know, like, you know, as we come back during this whole time, you know, shaking hands, like hugging, all those things that are kind of normal greeting things, we just don't do. Like, it's taboo now. And so easing back into those and knowing when is it okay to, you know, embrace each other in different ways it's just going to be clumsy like yeah, there's right. no way around it but we'll all right. experience it together yeah you know uh, but yeah i think that's a really true thing yeah, i would say for me it's absence makes the heart grow fonder and i wish there was more absence sure <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a few times lately where i'm like i love my kids but boy i need them to go to school or go away yes or, yes yeah i do i do agree with that one wholeheartedly. well you know and that's you know the the parts of the sermon this is a different way of doing sermons you know where you kind of you write it you record it and then you spend time video editing <laughs> and and that was the part where i feel like you know i wish i could have articulated it differently or better um just that that tension between it's too much together time right as a uh -huh. family like there are times where it just feels like too much we all need, we all need a break and there's nowhere to go and find a break and yet also like it has been just the absolute best part of this whole thing too is is this time with family and so i think anyone especially with little kids at home you know I mean, you know exactly what i'm talking about but um you know I think about in contrast to uh, Stanley was four months old when we moved here, and um, and in that first year here at the church, especially, um, like I worked a lot, like I was gone a lot, and and Annie was staying home that year because she wasn't working, and so there was big wide swaths of his babyness that I just missed because I was not yeah. there, and you know in contrast for Ben. I'm there, even when I'm working, I'm there, you know, it's, and so it's such a different thing that I'm really, really grateful for, and that's why, you know, kind of tried to communicate, and I don't know, it almost comes off as a little flip, because, because it's like, they're both true, like, I love all this time together with family, and it's too much time together with family, and the, those things are both true, but, um, mm -hmm. and, and, and I think they will shape how I look at that time with family going forward, and I think yeah. that's the power in this reflecting business, Mm-hmm. Right? Mm once we get all the you know going out and visiting people out of our system i think there's a little bit of that like longing for yeah. what it used to be last year or this year mm -hmm. yeah. and depending how we look at it but yeah 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 any other big revelations another little jokey one is that i learned to cut my own hair this year <laughs> and i've been doing that since march so that's funny <laughs> Still so it, good. especially from my angle no, <laughs> Really it good. works good from straight up. That's but yeah, all. don't hang out in the back. I don't can't see that part very good. That's yeah. funny. That is funny. Oh. I just think about uh, just how I've learned how to live with my spouse yeah. on a regular basis. And yep. the challenges that we face, but also the joys that we face just being yeah. together. You know, because um, right. typically... I'm taken on the evenings. I'm rehearsing with, yeah. you know, out, outside of the home, and uh, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So it's test. It's, it, it's, <laughs> it's testing. Yeah. And yet you learn to grow from it, I guess. You know, it's an opportunity for growth. Yeah. I've had to learn to be patient. I haven't seen my daughter since last beginning of March, yeah. right before the pandemic hit. And um, I'm used to just popping on an airplane for a couple days, you mm -hmm. know, kind of whenever oh, I can sure. find a cheap ticket or just go out and go shopping or hang out with her. And so it's yeah. really hard not being able to do that. And so I don't yeah. like that part. And right. 
and Ben and Adele being in, a, in Wisconsin. So I don't have those little kids at home. Yeah, yeah. But I really miss that. Yeah. And then I hear you, and then I don't. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know if any of you felt this too, but I feel like we've learned to experiment or try things more. Like yeah. even like we made Lefsa and Able Skiver and like sure. all these mm-hmm. weird things that we oh. just don't do. And I often feel like, oh well, this is the year to just try it, like yeah. experiment right. and mm-hmm. um, or doing things, going places, like. Right. You know, well, I think we have time to do those things because we're not busy going places. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to hang out at Target a lot more. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tours of Target, yes. <laughs> I just sent a text to my friend. We've learned to be putzers. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. putzing around the house. Yeah. Because I think our social life distracted us from paying attention to our home. Now, let me just get this clear that our home isn't as put together as what it sounds like, <laughs> but but I think we're finally learning to just putz around the home and just decide on a project and sure. maybe do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you know, one of the lines I remember hearing when uh, we first had kids was, the days are long, but the years are short. short. Mm-hmm. And I think that's absolutely been true of my experience of parenting and raising kids. But I think that's really been true of this past year as well, because like there have been a lot of days that, you know, felt very long and not just because of the kids, but because of all the things that are so different and challenging. And yet here we are, it's almost been a year. It's been 10 months, you know, know. and, and that's just, it's hard to wrap our, wrap my mind around the fact that it has gone in some ways really fast and yet so often it's felt like it's gone so slow mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. gosh 10 months who'd have thunk oh my gosh <laughs> yeah yeah oh, surreal what do you guys think about the god part of that question this has been a time uh you know <clears throat> we experience god through the lives we live and so when your lives are drastically changed you know, i think it opens us up to all kinds of learnings including faith and uh, exploring God and stuff. How about that part of the question? I don't think I realized how much I relied on other people to feed my soul. Sure. You know, um, I don't do as well as Phyllis just said that she's learned that it's not bad to be alone and she spends more time in prayer. I don't. Yeah. I find myself being busy around the house or working and things like that. Sure. And so I'm not, I think I tend to my spiritual life more when I have a community. Mm. Yeah, in the we kind of pre-converse a lot of times before the service, and I'd mentioned that church. I've discovered that one of the benefits of of worshiping in a faith community is accountability in a good way. Yeah, you when you come into a community that practices a faith, and you see other people doing things that are godly and and practicing, um, kind of emulating what they see in God. Um, you then look at yourself and ask, am I doing that same thing? And can I? Yeah. And also actually answer the question and say, yes, I can. I just have to remember it and be intentional about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's, so it's nice that we're even doing this, is that we get to be together um, virtually, but we're also still accountable to one another in a good way. Yeah. We're reminded that we can still be good and loving um, even when we're not specifically in person. You know? Yeah, you know, that's, you know, there's the old saying where people would say, like, well, I don't have to go to church because I can find God out on the golf course or in the fishing boat or out in nature. And, yeah, I mean, yes, that's all true. Um, absolutely. You can find God in all those places. God is there. But there is something to that element of community, and especially when it comes to thinking about how we grow. You know, um, I can experience God out in nature, but 
it doesn't necessarily inspire me to generosity the way where we had that uh, care Christmas mm-hmm. challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so it says we'll donate three thousand dollars if we if we'll match uh, up to three thousand dollars. I guess. Sorry, I'm not telling that very well, but many of you have been around. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Um, but like that inspired generosity that you know we ended up donating nine thousand dollars to care like that that's that's amazing and that doesn't happen when we're just all off on our own that we can bring out the best in each other and Mm -hmm. grow together absolutely yeah absolutely well i think it's been a learning experience too of like being aware of where i am in the story it's also the place where i have to ask where god is i think you asked that question well Uh because it is um it's the story of the baptism being they come to the water in repentance first And then they leave with the celebration of of baptism there. And I was thinking about that in terms of where do I own the part in the story? Yeah. Um, And so thinking about the events of this week, it's been a challenging week. I think we need to to say that. Um, There were flags flown that Jesus saves and Jesus is a part of the the riots that happened. That's the same Jesus that I profess. Yeah. So if I don't learn to own my own stuff in that conversation... Um, then how do I even begin to celebrate our unity in God through that water of baptism? And I think that's the really tough place to sit in this conversation today. Yeah. Um, Both the revelation that God is up to something and the part that has to begin by me saying, what do I own in this? What's what's my story? Mm -hmm. And I think that's really right. That's where I've kind of found myself too, is like what can we as a faith community take away from you know, what's happened this week and, and even from the last year. I mean, that's when we started planning this Sunday. We were thinking big of this last year. And in some ways, I think it is kind of the same in that we can look at, you know, when I'm looking at this year, you know, what what are the stories that I'm telling myself about who I am? And what are the stories I'm telling about who the other people in my lives mm-hmm. are? And are both of those stories accurate? Like, am I telling the true story of this is who, how I see myself? Is this really how I am? And uh, they, whoever that they is for you, like what I'm saying about who they are, is that story true? You know, and I think that self-examination can help us to see that a little more clearly. And um, and and I think you know the example of the capital is a perfect example of not a lot of self-examination happening there, just running on on emotions and anger, and and, and we we saw the results of it. You know, right. pain and suffering and death, literal death. And, um, and that's an extreme example, but it happens in you know relationships and uh, communities, you know, great and small, too, mm-hmm. for the same reason, I think. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend who this week said, uh, <clears throat> either the glass is half full or the glass is over full. Either way, take a drink or add more. But it's <laughs> God who provides the water. Sure. And so thinking about how do we receive these stories of others, yeah. um, both of them have their value and their valid uh, validness, it's not the word I'm looking for. Validity? There you go. <laughs> That's a good word. English is hard some days. But I do, like, I think there's something important about realizing that God is in each of these stories as much as they either help us or hurt us. Yeah. And so sometimes being able to sit down and listen and to have a conversation, um, and it depends which view you're taking. Mm-hmm. Am I taking it because I think mine is the high road, or am I taking it because this is where God is showing up? Um, and mm. sometimes there is kind of concern in those questions yeah 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 i told these guys before we started here that 
when I was preparing the sermon and thinking about John the Baptist in some of the other gospel tellings of the story of Jesus's baptism and John the Baptist, <laughs> the Pharisees are there and they are judging all the people who have come out of Jerusalem and judging John the Baptist for saying what he's saying. Uh, and and um, who am I in this story or where do I, you know, what is the story telling me about me? What I know is that I can very easily be on that side of the Pharisees who don't show up in the Mark version, but do show up in some of those other versions, pointing the finger saying, these guys do not know what they're talking about. And uh, that may say some about the people I'm pointing the finger at, but it also says something about me. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and I think we've all seen a lot of finger pointing this week, which hasn't necessarily been terribly productive, but... To move forward, we're all going to need to do some looking at ourselves, too. Right, and it's realizing that everybody is walking wounded. Yeah. And until we learn where our source of refreshment and nourishment comes from, which is faith for me, mm -hmm. um, that's the place where I find healing, and that's the place where I begin to think about what's next. Yeah. Um, and so, but I need to, I do need to spend some time going, what's wrong with me, too? Yeah. Um, and both live in the, the drowning in the waters of baptism and the new life that comes out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't know this, this is my opinion, but I think that all this stuff comes out much more sideways than how it has been because of the last 10 months. Hmm. All that pent up frustration and anger and angst and all those things and stuff. And I think we just need to be really careful with each other, no matter which side we're on, to be able to self-reflect and then to know that that other person there should do that too, or needs to do that. And if we can come together, that would be great. Yeah, I think God is found in the bridge that we can build between both sides. Yeah. You know, uh, there's the polarization of, of who we are as people just um, has really been on my mind a lot yeah. because I experience it, it. I'm just experiencing it almost on a weekly, almost daily basis. And the work we can do, and I think God is found in the bridge that we can create between the two sides yeah. so we can come together and, and talk through our opinions, but also try to listen to one another you know that's when i think that's when healing happens so when we get out of the way get out of the way of 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 healing and reconciliation and let it happen unfortunately that takes vulnerability yeah you and know ego and has to go away ego has to go away yeah. self-righteousness has to go away so we can be open to hearing other things but having confidence in what we know to be true mm -hmm. you know um I, I, one of the things I had shared was our family, there, when there's so little to do, one of the things we've done is movie nights. You know, it's like, hey, kids, it's a movie night. The first few weeks, that was really exciting. Yes. <laughs> Ten months in, it's like, oh, another, another movie. movie. You know, is this what we're doing tonight? It's like, well, what else are we going to do? Um, but so just last night, we watched the movie Soul. It's a new Disney movie. And uh, it's... Uh, really a movie about purpose it's a pretty deep movie i mean my little kids enjoyed it because there's fun playful silly parts but it's really a movie about finding your purpose and it's about you know this uh jazz singer musician who uh ends up you know kind of dying and helping this other soul and it's kind of a confusing premise that i won't go into uh but at the end this you know jazz musician has a conversation with this other jazz musician and what she says to him just really just hit me in the face last night as we're listening to it and um and so i scribbled down the notes to kind of share it here because i think it gets at you know how it is that we see and examine the life around us um so this is 
in the context of this guy, you know, trying to figure out what his purpose in life is, and really in some ways kind of this tension between does he want to be a professional jazz musician, or does he want to be a teacher, or what is life all about? And uh, this other musician says this to him. She says, I heard this story about a fish. He swims up to an older fish and says, I'm trying to find this thing they call the ocean. The ocean, says the older fish. That's what you're in right now. This, says the younger fish, this is water. What I want is the ocean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's sink in a little bit because I think about it. <laughs> I have to let it sink in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I think oh, so right. often we think, I want this life. This life that I'm holding out before me, this goal, whether it's specific goals or just an ideal of the life that I want. This is life. If I can get to this point, then I'll have life. And actually, we're in life right now. (laughs) This past 10 months, we have been in life. This is the ocean. This isn't just a little bit of water. This is this thing called life. And, you know, that's not to discount how hard it is to sometimes live in, in the moment because some moments aren't great and <laughs> there's real challenges. Uh, but I think it really struck me last night because as we look back at this year behind us and we're not out of this thing yet. So there are still opportunities to learn from the past and apply to the future, even in the midst of the pandemic, not to mention post pandemic. Um, but to really think about that perspective of, Actually, even when life isn't exactly what we want, this is life. life. <laughs> and so uh, that, I think that perspective is, is really profound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we're more intentional. I, I, for myself, I've been more intentional in how I live in the last 10 months than I did before. Because what I did before was what I'd been doing the day before and the day sure, before. Sure, you can do a routine. Now mm-hmm. I actually have to think through where am I going mm-hmm. and how am I going to, and what, and the purpose behind, yeah. I don't just go to Target without thinking it through. Yeah. Well, I never thought about that before. Yeah. Now yeah. I think about it so I don't have to go there as often and I can be careful and yeah, it's very different. And That is one thing that's missing is spontaneity. <laughs> yeah. You know, just yeah. without thinking about it, just well, that, going. Paint a wall. That's my sp- Yeah, yeah. <laughs> paint a wall. Paint a wall. Um, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. We can't be as spontaneous. We no, have we to can't. stop and think. Yeah. And yet, this is life. This is the ocean yeah. we're swimming this in together. Is, I I want to think about that a lot. Yeah. yeah. That that concept. I'll uh, I'll drop an image. I have an image with the words on it that I'll drop uh, in the Facebook group. So if you're not a part mm-hmm. of the Facebook group, check that out. I can put it on our page too. But um, I'll drop it in the group and invite you into reflecting on it because I think mm-hmm. it's a, it's a profound little story that's just dropped in this silly movie about <laughs> like it's a kids movie, right? <laughs> right. But. Um, pretty profound idea. And so uh, I, I am just really infinitely grateful for this opportunity that this 10 months, one part of our life together has been this. Has been you know, I'm, yeah. I'm grateful for the three of you and for all of you who've been mm-hmm. a part of all of these conversations, uh, light, silly, fun ones, and more serious, uh, contemplative ones, thinking about uh, this this life that we're living together. Uh, this past year wasn't probably what any of us had imagined or would have hoped for, and yet there was a lot of good in this year too and I'm thankful for that Mm -hmm. for the learnings that have come out of even the hardships absolutely 
Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.